You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, it is Thursday, and I'm teaching on a very powerful series entitled Dating Intelligence. Now, I know you thought I was going to be finished last week, and I thought I was going to be finished last week, but the Spirit of God put it on my heart to deal with loneliness. This is our eighth lesson, our eighth lesson, and we're going to talk about fighting the good fight of faith against loneliness, fighting the good fight of faith against loneliness. Usually when God quickens something or uh, redirects me or adds something to a series is because he wants to inspire, encourage, lift someone up. So we're going to deal with this loneliness thing. First Timothy six, verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. And I want to challenge you listener to fight the good fight of faith against loneliness. Now, in Psalms 142, verse 4, I want to read it from Moffat's translation and from the Methodist translation. In Moffat's translation, it says, I look to the right and left, but no man cares to know. All help has failed me, none cares about my life. Methodist translation, Psalms 142, verse 4 says, Look right, look left. There is not a soul who cares what happens. I am a, a, up against it with no exit, bereft, left alone. When you read Psalms 142.4, we see that David is experiencing loneliness. And guess what? Everyone experiences loneliness at various times and to various degrees. So it's not uncommon for singles to experience loneliness, and especially single parents. you carrying all this weight of work and home responsibilities and parenting responsibilities. <clears throat> it can be daunting for a single parent. But the truth of the matter is loneliness is a big problem for Americans and people worldwide. A January 2020 survey of 10,000 people found that 61% of the 10,000 said they felt lonely. So loneliness is a big problem. And even though I feel instructed to uh, support those of you that are single, I believe this message will uh, bless married people 
as well. So what is loneliness? First, loneliness is not being alone. You see, Adam was alone, but the Bible does not say he was lonely. Loneliness is not solitude. Solitude is really being alone by choice. It's a delib- it is deliberately seeking quiet, private, alone time to regroup, reflect, pray, and listen to God. So solitude is good. So aloneness is not loneliness, and solitude is not loneliness. But I have four definitions of loneliness that I want to share with you that I think will uh, uh, summarize in a comprehensive way what loneliness is. Number one, loneliness is a state of sadness resulting from feeling isolated or cut off from others. A state of sadness resulting from feeling isolated, cut off from others. Maybe cut off from people, maybe feeling cut off from God a feeling of isolation, a feeling of being cut off. Secondly, my second definition, loneliness is an emotional or spiritual state in which you feel that no one really cares about you. It's an emotional state or a spiritual state in which you feel no one really cares about you. My third definition of loneliness, loneliness is a depressing feeling when you crave a deep connection with someone but don't have it. It is a depressing feeling when you crave a deep connection with someone, but you don't have it. Loneliness fourth. My fourth definition is loneliness is a feeling of dissatisfaction with the amount and nature of your present relationships. A feeling of dissatisfaction, a feeling of distress with the amount and nature of your present relationship. Now, you it's possible, according to this definition, to be connected to someone, to have a relationship, but you're dissatisfied with the amount, you're dissatisfied with the quality of the relationship. You can be in a relationship and be dissatisfied with the quality of the relationship, the amount of the relationship, quantity and quality. Now, when we talk about loneliness, loneliness is associated with several things. Loneliness can stem from several things. I looked into the life of Joseph His story is found in Genesis 37 through 41. And I'm quite sure as a single teenager, and then he transitioned into young adulthood, 
all the way up to the time he was 30 before he became governor over Egypt, I'm quite sure that as a single individual, he was challenged with loneliness. So we see in Joseph's life, and here our background text is chapters, Genesis chapters 37 through 41, we see several things associated with loneliness. Number one, being different. Joseph was different. He was the favorite son of his father, Jacob. He was one of the sons of his favorite wife. He had a special tunic or a special coat given to him. Sometimes being different and having favor on your life can create jealousy and isolation. So being different. Sometimes loneliness stem from being different. Secondly, loneliness can stem from our circumstances. In Genesis 37, Joseph finds himself in a empty pit. So sometimes our circumstances can create a challenge of loneliness. For example, an emptiness. As a parent, you've spent much of your life raising children, and then they grow up and they leave home and emptiness. Illness can also create loneliness. Disabilities can create loneliness. A past abuse can facilitate loneliness. Aging, some people experience loneliness as they age. A loss of a child, miscarriage, stillborn, a child that has Down syndrome. These are circumstances that loneliness can uh, uh, be connected to. Leaving, number three, leaving. Leaving the familiar and entering the new. Joseph was transported to Egypt as a captive, as a slave. He left all that he knew and enter into a new environment. So maybe it's a major relocation, maybe it's a career change, maybe it's retirement, maybe it's marriage to single again. Maybe you've gone through uh, a death of a spouse or maybe you've gone through a divorce and you've moved from being married to being single loneliness, going from singlehood to marriage can be a lonely experience because you're leaving one thing that you're familiar with over into something else that you're not familiar with. So being different, circumstances, leaving the familiar, entering the new. Number four, grieving. 
I'm quite sure that Joseph grieved and mourned the loss of his past and his father and his brothers and and so grieving the death of a loved one, our pet uh, died recently. It can be a pet. It can be a broken relationship. It can be a divorce. It can be the loss of employment, the loss of a possession, the loss of status. Sometimes mourning and grieving creates an environment of loneliness. Number five, holidays, traditions. Joseph is in Egypt. In Egypt, they're not celebrating Jewish holidays. Sometimes people miss what they had in a holiday. And sometimes as a single, maybe you don't have others to enjoy the holiday with. So holidays and traditions, uh, uh, special days can create loneliness. Number six, obedience. Sometimes just obeying God can seem very lonely. Joseph obeyed God, lived an upright life. He was tempted by Potiphar's wife. She lied on him, said he tried to rape her. He was put in prison. It probably was very lonely for him to have obeyed God and yet found himself in prison. And then what was the prison like? at night, especially. Sometimes the night seasons create loneliness for people. And then finally, number number seven, success. That's a strange thing. Success sometimes can create an environment of loneliness. I read something recently that LeBron James tweeted. LeBron James is one of the greatest NBA players to ever play to game. He has achievement, wealth, and influence. And yet just a few days ago, he tweeted something that was very interesting. He said, it's a weird feeling to feel so alone sometimes. It is a weird feeling to feel so alone sometimes. I don't know everything that he's saying, but I do understand how success, because I've experienced some success to a degree in my field, in ministry. And sometimes success can create an environment of loneliness. So there are certain things associated with loneliness. We've looked at those things, certain things that loneliness stem from, being different, circumstances, leaving, grieving, holidays, obedience, success. I want to talk the rest of the way, and I won't be able to finish it in this session. We're talking about fighting the good fight of faith against loneliness. But the rest of the way, I want to talk about how to overcome loneliness. How do I overcome it? How how do I deal with it? I believe God put this on my heart. I believe that God wanted me to talk. I believe that there are singles listening to me right now 
you're dealing with loneliness. And God wanted to give you some help. He wanted to encourage you. He wanted to build you up. He wanted you to make it through it. And maybe some of you are married. And you said, well, shoot, I'm, I deal with loneliness too. Let's talk about how do we overcome it. And here again, I won't be able to finish it in this session. I think that there are four keys to overcoming loneliness. Four keys. i give you an overview, and we really won't be able to cover but one of them today. Four keys to overcoming loneliness. Number one, avoid counterfeit solutions. Avoid counterfeit solutions. Number two, thought management. Thought management. Thought management. Here again, we're going to come back and we're going to dive into each one of these areas and spend some time in each one of these areas. But if you're going to overcome loneliness, you have to manage your thoughts. Number three, serving others, serving others, focusing outside of yourself and especially serving others. Then number four, intimacy with God intimacy with God. I believe that if you look at Joseph's life, I believe that he was challenged with loneliness. And remember, everyone to some level, some degree, at some time will experience loneliness. For some individuals, it's a chronic situation. And we break that 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 chronic feeling of loneliness over your life in Jesus name. But there are four things, avoid counterfeit the solutions, thought management, serving others, focusing outside of yourself, and fourthly, intimacy with God. Now, a background text that I want to give to you because we're going to only deal with one today. Avoid counterfeit solutions. Avoid counterfeit solutions. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 6. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 through 6. This is what it says. Curse is the man who trusts in man. Curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, verse 6, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land which is not inhabited. Now, the Bible says that the man who trusts in men, the man who trusts in flesh, really is not seeking God for support. And this is the result. He will see he will be like a shrub in the desert. That's a lonely place. He will inhabit parched places in the wilderness. In the wilderness is a a lonely place. He'll be like a salt land which is not inhabited. That's a lonely place. In other words, there are things 
that we can come up with in our own flesh, our own logic, our own understanding. That's what he's talking about. Trusting in man, making uh, flesh your strength, things that you do to help you to overcome situations. So the first key to overcoming loneliness is to avoid counterfeit solutions, flesh solutions, things in your own strength. Let's talk about some of the things that people do, and maybe you do, to overcome loneliness. Number one, food, F-O-O-D. Now, some of you, you're just eating. That's your solution. Your solution is eating. And I know what you're thinking. You feel better when you eat. You feel calmer when you eat. So your your default mechanism is that when you sense loneliness, you go to the refrigerator. When you sense loneliness, you go to the cafe. When you sense loneliness, you eat food. I'm not by no means trying to make you feel bad. Remember, I don't know you, but I know the Spirit of God led me to teach on this. And I know some of you, and especially you singles, you are eating, and it is a flesh mechanism to overcome loneliness. When you feel lonely, you eat that doesn't decrease your loneliness. What it does is increase your weight. It increases your pounds, but it does not decrease loneliness. So that is a counterfeit solution. Alcohol and drugs, both illegal and prescription drugs. Some of you, when you feel lonely, you medicate yourself. You have to medicate yourself. You know, you got to drink something. You got to get yourself together. So you, your go-to thing is you drink something. You get you some alcohol or some wine or something. You're trying to overcome the loneliness that you feel. That's, that's a counterfeit solution. Sexual encounters, you know, that Joseph was tempted. I'm quite sure Potiphar's wife was fine. I'm talking about, I believe, I believe she was beautiful. And here this guy, single young guy, and, and, and you remember there, he was 17 at the time, so his hormones is all over the place. But not only that, he was a slave for a number of years. In fact, it was at the age of 20 he became governor, so he was cap he was uh, captured, traded in by his brothers at 17. At 30 he became governor. That's a 13-year span. So he went from being a teenager, high hormones. He went through his 20s. Think about that. He's a slave because he was in prison maybe two or three, four years. So that's anywhere between eight to nine years he's in Potiphar's house. So he's gone now from a period of being 17 
to his 20s. So I'm quite sure he deal with some loneliness. And then you got this beautiful female, powerful wife, trying to seduce him, won't to sleep with him. She, she said, come lie with me. In other words, come have sex with me, thinking he's a young guy. So sexual encounters, I mean, it would have been easy for him to say, man, I need some relief around here. I just need some relief. God know my heart. God will forgive me. The Bible said he resisted. You see, sexual encounters, I mean, you can get your orgasm. Uh, you may ejaculate. And you feel that sense of release for a moment, but that loneliness rushed right back in there. That's why you have to keep going back to the well, because it does not solve loneliness. It does not solve it. Sexual encounters. Um, TV. Some people's go-to thing is their TV. They, they just drown themselves in TV, drown themselves in movies to try to get their mind off of it. They're trying to get their minds off of it. So TV is a counterfeit solution. Shopping, some people, that's why some of your credit cards is up here. You know why? Because every time that loneliness thing comes, you say, I'm going to satisfy myself. You know, I'm going to give myself something. You know, so you go and you shop. You shop, you shop, you shop. Think about it. But after you do all your shopping, after you charge your bills up, after you come home with all the gifts and the bags and all this, and you got Gucci this, and you got this, this, and you got that, that, and you got this, this, and you got these, this, and you got this car, you know, you bought you a brand new sports car, guys, you know, because you guys deal with loneliness too, so you got the, you got your little play things, new golf clubs, clubs, all this stuff, you got all these things, you know what I mean, all your toys, and you're still lonely. Why? Because it's a counterfeit solution. Some people is sleep. They just they just sleep all the time. They're gonna sleep all the time. They just sleep all the time. They sleep all the time. They sleep all the time. I, in fact, I went by the cleaners uh, today to pick up some clothes, and a young lady who was in college, she she works at the cleaners, and I say, are you enjoying your summer? She said, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to college. And I thought that was strange, because she just got out for, for the summer, but she ready to go, she said, because, you know, I get bored, and I have slept more than I've slept at any time. So some people sleep, some people's work. They just work trying to get that loneliness. They work, work, work to try to get their mind off of it. And then some people say, well, I'm going to get married because I'm going to get married because I'm lonely. And now listen carefully. Marriage was not created to produce completeness, completeness. You say, well, I'm not complete. I need somebody in my life. And then you get married, but marriage does not eradicate loneliness. There are many married people, people that I'm probably talking to right now. I'm probably talking to you right now. You married and you lonely. You say, how do you know married people be lonely? Listen, I've been married for 43. In a few months, I'll be married 44 years and many years my wife will attest to this. We were married. She was lonely. I was married. I was lonely. In fact, that's the worst kind of loneliness. Think about it. Most singles think if I get married, I won't be lonely. And here we were 
for years, married and lonely. That is worse. It is worse to have somebody lying in bed with you and you lonely. Think about that. Think about it. Somebody with you and you lonely. So marriage does not eradicate it. So if that's why you want, you're trying to get married, you got to get married because you want to get the feeling of loneliness. No, no, it's not going to eradicate it. It's not going to eradicate it. I want to deal with something in my remaining moments here that many people are falling into the trap of. I want you to listen to me carefully. We're talking about avoiding counterfeit solutions. And there's a counterfeit solution that many people are unaware of, and that is the internet and social media. What? Now listen, I know the value of it. I'm on social media right now. Some of you, the only reason you're listening to me now, you're on your computer, you're on your phone, whatever, is because of social media. But listen at this. We're talking about loneliness and we're talking about counterfeit solutions. God, and I'm saying that the internet and social media can be a counterfeit solution and not decrease loneliness, but increase it. Wow. Okay, listen. God created man for in-person community, verbal, in-person conversation. God brought Eve to Adam, and I don't believe they got married. I don't believe they got married when he first brought Eve to Adam. I think we're seeing a synopsis. I think we're seeing a summary. I think they were single for a period of time, but God brought Eve to Adam for in-person conversation. Now watch this. A Nielsen survey estimates the average adult interact online 11 hours every day, 11 hours every day. So we have a problem here. Now I'm going to work you. I'm going to work this because you got to listen to me. So we have a problem of many people who are spending large quantities of time on social media but little time in real-life social interaction. Now watch this. Consequently, the Internet is giving many people an illusion of connectedness. An illusion is a false appearance of connectedness. A 2017-2017 study 2017 study in the American Journal of Preventive Medicine found that young adults who daily spend over two hours on social media are twice as lonely as those who spend 30 minutes. Now, listen, this is a 2017 survey, 2017 research of the American Journal of Preventive Medicine, they found that young adults who daily spend over two hours on social media are twice as lonely as those who spend 30 minutes. So human research 
not Bible. I'll get to the Bible in a minute. But human research, medical and psychiatric sciences has also discovered that engaging in face-to-face interaction reduces loneliness. And those who depend on social networking as a replacement for verbal in-person conversation tend to feel lonely. Now let's go back to LeBron James. LeBron James is a celebrated, wealthy, some even say he's a billionaire, one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. Now listen, he is the most followed player in the NBA. One uh, thing I looked up, and then you know this these statistics change. At one point, he was the 33rd, 33rd most Twitter follower, had the 33rd most Twitter followers in the world. In 2020, it may have changed now. In 2020, he had 50 million Twitter followers. He had more Twitter followers than the population of most countries. Think about that. That's not including Instagram followers. That's not including Facebook followers. He had 50 million followers, Twitter followers. And four days ago, just recently, last week, he tweeted, it is a weird feeling to feel so alone sometimes. So social media, in most cases, is increasing loneliness, not decreasing it. Now, so what is happening? Human scientists are just catching up with God because in the New Testament, we got all these, these one another, one another, one another, one another, one another, comfort one another, pray for one another, uh, encourage one another, warn one another, exhort one another. Why? Because God knows that this interpersonal connection reduces loneliness. Now listen at Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, and I'm going to close here. It says in verse 24, and let us consider one another, there's a one another, in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. So now notice we back to that church thing, that church thing. God said, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And yet you got many Christians, they've abandoned in-person worship. They have totally decided that they're going to do their worship online. Now, I'm not talking about people who can't get to a church, can't connect to a church. There's no church around them. I'm talking about people who were and are members of a church, but they've decided they're going to do the social media thing. Yet God created us to connect one another in person And there is something about it. Some people are playing into the social media thing 
and misusing it and think that you can have this connection without having any personal stuff. And that's not biblical. And really, all human science, whether it be medical or psychiatric science, they're just catching up with God. They're saying that people who replace in-person interaction with virtual interaction, they are going to be more lonely. I think that's just absolutely amazing. And I think every one of you, every one of you listen to me, if you're a believer, you should be connected to a church, local church. You should join it. You should attend it consistently and you should get involved with it. Not because you can't get the word online, because you can't get the word online, but there are some things that you can only get by a in-person interaction with one another. I thought that was very interesting, but we just covered one. We talked about, we're talking about how to overcome loneliness. Number one, you have to avoid counterfeit solutions. In our next session, we're going to talk about thought management. We're going to talk about serving others, and we're going to talk about intimacy with God. Listen, I trust you've been blessed. Uh, I enjoy sharing with you, and I thank you for spending this time. I pray that you have a blessed rest of the week. 